Fantastic. Now, I, I need some help with the message today. And it was amazing because um, I was a bit anxious about getting some helpers this morning. And I walked into the room there and Kate was praying about the wisdom that our kids can bring to us and the freshness of that. I was like, awesome. Thank you, God. I needed that. Um, okay. So, kids, I have a magic bottle. Okay. Now, this magic bottle is one that I made with Catherine on Friday. So, it's not that magic. But let's pretend it's magic. And, um, and, and today, it's not going to give you three wishes. It's going to give you four wishes because there's four of us, right? So what I want you to think about is what you're going to wish for. What you're going to wish for, something that's going to make you happy. Yeah? What are you going to wish for that's going to make you happy? Happiness will make me happy. Happiness. You're going to wish for happiness. Jakey, what do you reckon? Lego. Lego. Awesome. Love, fantastic. Be more like God. Be more like God, wow. These guys are switched on. So we've got a bunch of different things that we're going to wish for that make happy. Now, I'm really sorry to disappoint you, but this bottle's not going to make those wishes come true. I knew you were getting excited about that, but that's not going to happen. Now, what I want to ask you is, um, what do you reckon maybe your mum and dad would wish for to make you happy? Not as many bills. Not as many bills. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, yeah. What do you reckon? What he said. <laughs> not as many bills? For us not to fight. Not to fight. Yeah, yeah. No cheeky children. No cheeky children. <laughs> this is good. Okay, so there's a whole heap of things that we... Does everyone want to be happy? Do you all want to be happy? I think most people want to be happy. Adults like to be happy. Kids like to be happy. I think most people like to be happy. The funny thing is that when people want to be happy, quite often they want Lego, Xbox. They might want friends, money, so they can pay their bills. People want lots of things to be happy. There's, there's this guy. This guy's called Howard Hughes. And, and this guy was very rich. In today's money, they say he was probably worth about $6 billion dollars. US dollars. But not only that, he was a, a pilot, he flew planes, but he also was an inventor. He made movies, he had some wives, and he had some girlfriends that were, that were movie stars. He kind of had it all by what people think were happy. Do you think he was happy? He doesn't look that happy in that picture, does he? He gave it a good go. Do you know what? The more life went on, the sadder he got. He got sick, and his sickness meant that he struggled to hang out with people. And he actually ended up really lonely and really sad. But he had everything that most people think will make you happy. And yet it didn't make him happy. So there's this weird idea that if the things that a lot of people try to get, and adults try as well, not just kids, try to get a bunch of stuff to make them happy. But it doesn't always make them happy. The thing is, Jesus actually kind of answered this question about what makes you happy. And so what I'd like you guys to do is help me unpack what Jesus said. Because what he said was a little bit strange, a little bit different. 
And so what we're going to do is look through what Jesus said. And he said it in Matthew 5. And he doesn't use the word happy. He uses the word blessed. Because sometimes happy can be, yay, we're having pizza on Friday night. I'm happy. Yeah? But that's just Friday night. Saturday, you're back to normal again. Blessed is something that's a little deeper. It's about being fortunate. It's about being favoured by God. Blessed is like a really deep happy, a significant happy, a special happy. And so happy doesn't quite cover it. It's a good start, but it's more than that. Being blessed is more than just being happy. So what did Jesus say will make you blessed? Let's have a look. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, it's getting a bit strange already. This is a bit weird. Okay, let's work on poor. What do you reckon poor is? People that don't have much. People that don't have much, yep. Yeah, you agree? What happens when you're poor? You don't get as much privileges. You don't get as much privileges. What do people who are poor sometimes need? Food. Food. And Lego. And Lego. (laughs) Yep. I think poor people like Lego. What do you reckon, Ethan? What, 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 what often, when, when people are really poor, what, what do sometimes they do? Beg for money. Beg for money. Yeah, that's right. They need help. Poor people need help. And so here, it's kind of weird because I thought money might make us happy. But here it's saying, if you're poor in spirit, which means if you're poor on the inside, you need to need help. You don't have something. There's something that you don't have that you need more of. And so if you're missing something on the inside, then you're going to be blessed. That's a bit strange. Do you agree that's a bit strange? Let's move on. Those who mourn. Now, does anyone know what mourn means? I think it's crying. Crying? Yep. Anyone else? They're sad. They're sad. Why do you think they're crying and sad? Do you have any idea what, what, what mourning might be sad about? Because they're not happy. Because they're not happy? <laughs> That's what it's... Mourning is, it seems like it, doesn't it? This is, this is a bit bizarre. I'll give you a clue. Often people mourn when somebody dies. Because a person died. Losing someone in their life. Losing someone in their life. Yeah? They don't have a lot of Lego. They don't have a lot of Lego. They could mourn not having a lot of Lego. So we've got this idea of mourning where people are sad because things aren't the way they wanted it to be. There's something missing, whether it's someone that they loved that's no longer with them, but things aren't complete. Maybe they're sad because they didn't get their Lego, but they're missing something, yeah? So they're mourning. Okay, this is a bit weird. We're not, I, don't, I don't see where happiness is yet. But this is what Jesus is saying. The meek. Has anyone heard the word meek? It's not one of the cool words in the playground. No? <laughs> that was just meek. No, never heard meek. It's a word that kind of means gentle. So a meek person is someone who's not kind of walking in and going, hey, look at me, I'm awesome. There's someone who gently 
goes through and, and, and doesn't put themselves first necessarily. They're humble. They don't think they're a legend, but they just, they're just gentle about how they go about their stuff. This doesn't sound like much of a rock star there, does it? Okay, let's move on. Those who thung, thunger? Those who thunger and thirst. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Okay, so let's do stew, hunger and thirst. You know what hunger and thirst is? You're hungry and you're thirsty. Yeah, yeah. What do you do when you're hungry and thirsty? You want food and water. You want food and water. And what do you often say to your parents when you're hungry and thirsty? I want food now. I'm hungry. That's right. Please, of course, please. Yeah, like, this is what happens in, in my car. We'll get in the car and two minutes down the road, one of the kids will go, I'm thirsty. Have you got a drink? And it's like, you'll have to wait till the other end. We don't have a drink in the car. You just have to wait. And two minutes later, I'm really thirsty. I really need a drink. Because there's this thing inside you that goes, I'm really thirsty. I really want something to, to quench my thirst. And it's the same with being hungry. When you're really hungry, you get, sometimes you, you kind of get a bit passionate about it. You get a bit excited, yeah? About wanting something to drink or eat. But then we've got this word on the end, righteousness. Hungry and thirsty about righteousness. Does anyone want to have a guess at what that's about? It's a big, long word, and I don't think that's in the playground either. It's about the right way that God wanted us to live. God has a really good plan, a good, good way of living. And righteousness is about that way, that way of living that's right. God's right way of living. So what do you think being hungry and thirsty for God's right way of living is about? Want to be more like God? Yeah, more like what he wants. You want more of it. Want more of it, yep. You're hungry and thirsty, you want more. You want to hear more about him. Yeah, yep. You want to live like him? Live like, like him. Yeah, this is good. Okay, the next one. Merciful. These are all complicated words, aren't they? Anyone want to have a guess? Like to give mercy a lot. Mercy, but what's mercy? I don't know. <laughs> no? So this is about being kind and forgiving even when people don't deserve it. You might be in charge of someone and you could, could be their boss and... and, and bully them around because you're the boss. But you choose to be merciful means you give them something that maybe they don't even deserve and you're compassionate towards them and you're forgiving of them whether they deserve it or not. So that's being merciful. Okay, let's move on to the next one. The pure in heart. When you had a shower, did you wash your heart? Get the soap out? No? What do you think the pure in heart is? Your heart is pure. Your heart is pure, yeah? So what do you think? By your heart, it doesn't mean your real heart, does it? Like your physical heart. Not your heart that beats and sends blood around your body. So your heart is inside you, yeah? Is your heart inside you? Can we agree on that? And so when we talk about the heart, we talk about what's inside us, the way we feel and think and our attitudes. They, they kind of happen inside us. So we use the word heart to represent what's inside us, the way the way we think and, and our attitude. So this is talking about having a pure attitude, a pure heart. The idea that the way we think and the way we act and, 
and the way we feel is, is pure. And pure obviously relates back to righteousness, the way God wants it to be, that it's clean. What's some maybe not so pure things that you can think about? Someone might need a sensor button here. <laughs> what, what do you reckon? What's something that maybe isn't a pure heart? Anger. Anger, yeah? Sadness. Sadness, maybe. Sometimes sad's okay. It's okay to be sad. What about hating someone? Is that a good thing? Do you think that's a pure heart if you hate someone? No? So we've got a pure heart, yeah? Let's move on. The peacemaker. Now this, I think, we can probably get. These have some normal words, peace and maker. What do you reckon? Do you reckon you can put the words together and come up with what, the, what he was talking about? It's not so confusing. They make the peace. Woohoo! Well done! <laughs> Give Jake your hand. You. Nice, nice. Peacemaker. Okay, what do you reckon making the peace is? You go to the kitchen, you put a few ingredients together, put it in the oven, out comes peace? Yep. Being kind and gentle. Being kind. When things are a bit stressed or people are, are angry and not very pure in heart, you can bring something new there, something that they didn't have in that situation. You can bring peace to where stuff is not peaceful. Okay, last one. Last one. You're doing well. Those who are persecuted because of righteousness. So we now know what righteousness is. Can you remember? Being right. God's right way of doing things. Persecuted. Another big word. Oh, you know what it means. Is this what you do to your brother? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, to like be killed or tortured because of your belief. Yeah, to be killed or tortured or punished or... So, so you're, you're made very uncomfortable in some way, sometimes killed, because of righteousness. Now, this list is not looking very happy. Are you feeling all happy now? <laughs> this list is a bit upside down, isn't it? It's not the things that we normally look for to be happy. But we already know that money and things that we can own, like Lego, they're only, they're only maybe going to make us happy for a little bit. Jesus is trying to get us to think about something a little bit deeper. And all these things look quite hard. And the fact, the last one says it is hard. It says you might get persecuted. The thing is, God loves to give stuff. God loves to give stuff. He's got a lot of stuff to give he created everything so we're off to a good start so everything he created so giving is something that he's actually really capable of doing but he loves to give stuff and all these things point to the same thing they're things that we can do but what makes them bring blessing or happiness is that they all point to god giving stuff so here's two Bible verses that a lot of people know. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to bless you abundantly. That means heaps. Bless, make you happy, give you fortune, do all that stuff abundantly. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, do we sound like we've got lots, God's given lots? You will abound in every good work. 
And Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So do you think God likes giving stuff? Does that say he likes giving stuff? Does it say he's rich, he's got lots to give? And he loves giving it. But the thing is, most people don't look at the verse before these ones. See how they start with and? So and means it's not the start. You've got to be careful when you read the Bible because if you just pick the bits that you like, then sometimes you don't get the right message. In fact, did you know the Bible says there's no God? It says that in the Bible. It says it in Psalm 14. There is no God. But do you know what? I cheated because I took a really important bit out. And that it says, if you're a fool, then you believe there is no God. But if we just take the bits that we like, we could say the Bible says there is no God. So we've got to be careful when we read the Bible that we actually read what it's saying, not the bits that we, we want to hear. So what do you reckon it says before this? It talks about giving on both cases. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And the second one, I've received full payment and, am, and have more than enough. I'm amply supplied now that I've received from Ephrodites the gift you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So God's got this idea. He loves to give things, but he loves people to give as well. Now, we talked about righteousness before was one of the things. Righteousness is doing things God's way. And so if God likes to give things and we want to be what, like Jesus, then guess what? Giving things is a good thing to do. So now we can start to see if we've got a God that loves to give things and we're following God, then giving things is actually good. It's actually a deeper sort of happiness. In fact, the rest of the verses that we looked at, because the, the things that, were, that were, we were talking about, the blessings, actually have a second part. So when we talk about the poor in spirit, it says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's, that's God's kingdom. Those who mourn will be comforted. So if you're sad, what's God going to give? It says it there. Those who mourn will be Comforted. Comforted. Do you know what comforted means? Happy. Comfortable. Looked after. Yeah? A pat on the back is a hug. It's comforting, yeah? So that's what God offers. He doesn't just say, you've got to be sad. He says, if you're sad about things not being right, because things aren't always right, are they? He will comfort you. He'll bring comfort. And if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, guess what he's offering? Being filled. So all these things that look like they're going to make life hard actually are an opportunity for God to give us stuff. Not the stuff we want. I'm sorry, Jacob, but I didn't see Lego on that list. So it's not always the stuff we want, but it's the stuff we need. 
For they will be filled, they will be shown mercy, they will see God, they will be called children of God. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So this idea of happiness is, is a bit twisted. And it's meant to be twisted. In that Jesus was trying to explain that sometimes we get the wrong idea of what happiness is. And he'd love to give us stuff. But if all we want is Lego, then he can't give us the stuff that he's offering. And if all we want is money, then he can't give us the things we need. And if all we want is a fancy house and a fancy car and a great job and a nice holiday, and they're not as important as the important things that he says that we should, will make us happy, blessed. So it goes a lot deeper. And you know what? It might be confusing for you, but it's confusing for adults too. Sometimes we get a little bit twisted as well. We start thinking that we need more money. We need a better house. We need a new car. And God says, that's not the important stuff. These are the things that are important. These are the things that we want to aim for. Now, I've brought something along because you guys have been amazing. Anyone not like M&Ms? Cool. Two for you, five for you. Two for you. And one for you. How you feeling? Um, <laughs> happy, but feel- a, bit, um, a bit greedy. A bit greedy? Happy? But you weren't greedy. I gave them to you. You didn't take them. Yeah? But you feel... How are you feeling? Okay, actually. You're all right? Yeah? I got some. Nice. This is good. What, how are you feeling? Hungry. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> how are you feeling? Good. Good? Yeah, yeah. So... You've got different amounts. And sometimes people can kind of go, how come I didn't get five? <laughs> yeah? Yeah, is that what you said, Jacob? Yep. Maybe. <laughs> yeah? So when you came up here, did you have anything? No, you didn't have anything. And now you got something, but when someone else has more, you kind of feel like you're missing out. But two minutes ago, you weren't missing out on anything because there was nothing. (laughs) Yeah? And now you've got heaps, but not as much as somebody else, and so you feel like you're missing out. That's weird. (laughs) Do you want to go and give those five away? Go on. Give them away. Find five people and and give it to them. Just just throw them. (laughs) Throw them at people. There we go. Okay, Jacob, is that better now? I'm still hungry. <laughs> still hungry? But now you, you're not missing out on five because nobody's got five. So is that better? It is better, is it? But you haven't changed how much you've got. You've still only got two. And how are you feeling? Um, good. You feeling all right? Yeah. You started with five. You've got nothing left now. I'm fine. You're okay. That's awesome. you got chocolate at home. <laughs> I told you working with kids was hard. (laughs) But this is a bit bizarre, isn't it? Because we started with nothing. We've now got some stuff. Someone's given theirs away. Other people have got the same amount, but they're happier now that someone else gave theirs away. And others are just happy with what they've got. It's 
kind of a bit weird, isn't it? When you start, all started with nothing. And it's a bit like that with God. He gives us everything. He gives us great stuff, amazing stuff. And do you know what? The most amazing thing you can do is give it away. So how about the other three of you give it away too? Jakey, did you? No? We're, we're struggling. We're struggling here. So now this is hard, yeah? Because you guys ended up with nothing. But how many people, do you know how many people got packets of M&Ms? Twelve. Well done. I'm impressed. So isn't that awesome? Is that awesome? Twelve people got to have a packet of M&Ms because of you guys. Now you've been doing all the work up here. Don't you deserve the M&Ms? You barely did anything. You didn't, you didn't expect M&Ms when you came up here, did you? Yeah, you did expect M&M's. <laughs> so, so God is so generous. He just keeps giving and giving. He doesn't always give the way we expect. And you know what? Sometimes it's hard because you end up giving and it feels like you've got nothing. But you only gave what I gave you in the first place anyway. Yeah? And there's 12 people who are smiling Overjoyed, apart from one person's father, <laughs> who missed out, who are overjoyed that, that, that you got to do. That was what you got. And that is what is really a blessing, that you got to give. And Jesus gave that example when he died on the cross, that what he gave wasn't fun. He didn't like it. He was tortured. People spat on him. He was persecuted. We talked about persecution before. But he gave it because he knew that the result was people would be blessed. They would get to experience God. So what I'd encourage you to do is this week, go home and read this verse. Can you remember Matthew 5? Matthew 5. What's the number? Five. The book? Matthew. Matthew. My middle name. Your middle name. Awesome. Remember it. Go home and during the week, open it up and read through it with your mum and dad and see if you can remember what each of the things were. Because the first half is something that we give. The second half is what God pours out on us. Yeah? And there's nothing in there about money, there's nothing even in there about getting married. There's nothing in there about Lego. It's just an amazing picture of us needing God and God saying, I'd love for you to have it. And he keeps on giving and giving and giving. So I'm just going to pray. Lord, I thank you so much that when we start looking at this verse, Lord, it looks confusing. It looks like some tough stuff that looks almost like rules. Things that are too hard, things that we don't want. And yet when you said we would be blessed, you meant it. You meant that you wanted us to have the most amazing lives. Not the easiest lives. Not the most comfortable lives. Not the lives with the most Lego or chocolate. But Lord, you wanted the lives that were abundant, 
that were full of the things that you offer us. And so God, as we look at this verse and as we think about this verse, Lord, I pray you would help us to see the difference between what we sometimes think is, makes us happy and the things that you offer to make us truly blessed. Please help us to see those things. Please help us to understand those things. And please help us to be focused on those things, to remember those things when we're having a hard time and when we're getting distracted by other things. Thank you so much that your Holy Spirit leads us and helps us do that, that we don't have to do it all on our own. In Jesus' name, amen.